Hey everybody, you're listening to the 89th episode of Two Views Movies Podcast on our top five non-fighting Marvel Cinematic Universe moments. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are back, finally, uh, with a top five list. It has been... I didn't even go look. I know it's been probably months since uh, top five list. First one of 2019, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, and, you know, not just top five lists. We, we try to make them somewhat obscure. Uh, sometimes we're very obscure. But this one, I think we really were wanting to capitalize on uh, Marvel Mania, right? Like, th- this is, we are in the end game. We are less than a week away from seeing this thing. Pun intended. Yeah, totally pun intended. We, we are seeing it on Thursday. We're recording on Easter Sunday, which, you know, this is how we spend our Easter Sunday, talking Marvel. Why not? <laughs> I don't see a better way of uh, honoring God than talking about Marvel movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely an interesting take, but whatever. I, <laughs> I mean, don't even know where I was going with that. Would, that. That's just what came out. I don't either. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to scan my mind to see if there was a Thanos-related God quote, but I don't. I don't think there is uh i got puny god that that came into my mind <laughs> oh he, he talks about being a god quite a bit in the comics i'm not sure if he he dropped one in uh in the movie or not no i mean you get the the god man conversation about thor and his muscles and infinity war but i, I don't know if thanos ever goes full god uh, pirate angel yeah <laughs> pirate angel <laughs> uh so yeah so basically we're seeing in game in less than a week we're starting to get crazy hyped about it. We've been talking about this for a while. So this is kind of kicking off three solid weeks of Marvel stuff for us. So we're going to have this top five list, which we'll talk a little bit more about here in a minute. We're going to have our Avengers Endgame review uh, the following week. So that'll be the Tuesday after everybody sees Endgame. I don't remember the date off my head. And then we're going to have a special episode with First Issue Club, the, the Kansas City Comics podcast that we had a promo for a few weeks back. They are going to join us for a podcast, or we're going to join them, vice versa. Basically, we figured that Endgame is such a big deal that it was too big for just one podcast and too big for just two views. So we're going to team up with First Issue Club and have a huge crossover-style mega episode where we sit down and chat with them about all things Endgame. And they actually have a studio. They have all sorts of toys. Yeah, exactly. We were going to be going from slumming it from our own equipment in our own houses to like a full-blown studio. So I, I, this is going to be a, a step up for us. I'm excited. Oh yeah, that, that's going to be super fun. Looking forward to the, their, their show is fantastic. There's so many comics I've wanted to read after listening to them. And uh, the one thing that'll be fun for us is this will be a, uh, I was talking to those guys, I called it a raw episode, meaning we, we usually try to be a little family friendly. I think we're going to tear the bandaid off on the first issue club episode. So we'll, uh, We'll make sure and give everybody enough of a heads up. We're just going to let it fly with those guys when we talk in game on that episode. So like I said, next three episodes, including this one, are all going to be Marvel based. So 
I mean, that that's all the whole world's going to be talking about for the next week or two anyway, so it makes sense to just go full Marvel. No, I agree. I mean, if you're if you're not talking Marvel, the only other acceptable thing to be talking about is Game of Thrones. And uh, but you know that has a few more weeks after this, so this week really should be all Marvel. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I'm actually so Cobra Kai season two comes out Wednesday. I'm gonna try and knock out as much as I can because once once Endgame hits, you know, we're gonna be recording two episodes. You know, we may go see it a second time. I mean, it, I just need to get everything cleared out. And speaking of clearing things out. I think, I haven't talked to you about this, but I think I'm going on Twitter hiatus starting maybe Wednesday morning. I don't want to be anywhere near Twitter or the internet once things start actually rolling out. Well, I've uh, I've already stopped watching all trailers beyond the first teaser trailer. So I heard that there are some spoiler-ish things that keep dropping, and I don't want to see any of it because it's not like they have to entice me to see this movie. I am I am 100% all in. Yeah, I'm with you. I have gone cold turkey on trailers since uh, maybe the Super Bowl one. I, maybe one after that, I think, is where I stopped. But yeah, I, I kind of was like, okay, I'm happy with where they're at marketing-wise. I don't need anything else. And then was it early last week, mid last week, there was rumors that some stuff started leaking online. I, I've been kind of tempting fate by still being on Twitter, but I'm only giving it a few more days, and then I'm just going to post something on our two views account and on my account and just be like, look, I'm all, I'm out until I see this movie. <laughs> yeah. And there's just, there's just no reason to mess with it. Just no remove, remove yourself. And, uh, so you can get there and enjoy. I've been telling my friends, if you guys don't see it opening night, that's, that's on you. Cause it will be everywhere. If something significant happens. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And my wife was like, well, can't you just, don't you know when somebody's going to talk about it? I'm like, no, you'd just be reading your Twitter feed and somebody will be like, hey, the Warriors are losing. And then somebody else would be like, hey, the Chiefs signed so-and-so. And then somebody will just blurt out a spoiler and you don't know it until you've read it. And it's like, well, all right then. And I mean, that'd be the worst way to have something about Endgame ruined is just, you know, scrolling through a feed and have it just in plain text. What a you know, miserable By the way. way, Thanos takes over Captain America's mind and he kills Tony Stark. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that on Twitter. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to hear that in general when I'm watching the movie, if that's how it goes. I certainly, <laughs> he's got the mind stone, you know, it could happen. Right. It's true. That's true. So we are both seeing it Thursday night, Thursday, right? Thursday night. Yep. What, t- what time are you seeing it at? I'm seeing it at 10. Oh God. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, nice. I'm going at seven. Three, three hour. Uh, see, I, I didn't want to be off in the corner. So a lot of the seven o'clock was, was booked. And, uh, so I, I went straight middle, middle. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I have to split up with my family. Uh, we couldn't find four seats together. So I got three of them together and then I'm solo somewhere else in the theater. So I mean, mean, we're a three hour movie, so we'll be done at one (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, that's going to be rough. And then, uh, then we're recording two episodes the next day. So it's just going to be a straight 24 hour cycle of end game for us. Which I couldn't imagine a better week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we're going Thursday night. And if you haven't got your tickets already, I can't think of a better place to go get some tickets to go see Endgame than Blue Springs 8, the Miller Theaters. Absolutely. With their uh, their new renovated theaters and the reserved seating. Like I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a middle-middle guy. Not from what I remember, you were kind of a middle-middle-back. Yeah, I used to be middle-middle, but as um, my, my family and I started seeing more movies together, they like to be more towards the back. So we, we've drifted slowly but surely towards the back. 
Well, you can do that with your reserve seating now. Yeah, the reserve seating at Blue Springs 8 is fantastic. Uh, they got the USB ports uh, in the seats so you can charge your phones. I mean, you can't use your phones while you're there, but you can at least charge them while you're sitting there. I know my kids would love that. Right. Yeah, that, that was something that uh, that jumped out to me as, as very different than I wasn't expecting before. You can just plug them right in. Yeah, it's perfect. And those auditoriums have the wall-to-wall screens, upgraded sound. Uh, I can't wait to go sit in one. I got to see one, but I didn't actually you know, get to see a movie there yet. So I'm anxious to do it. But I will say when I went there the other day, super nice, super friendly. Everything looked really clean. There's been a few other theaters I've gone to recently where I've been less than impressed with the cleanliness of them, but uh, everything at Blue Springs 8 looks spick and span. It's a great theater. Yeah, it's it's, it's top-notch. And again, they're they're renovating the theater. Uh, they've done two already with with their Lux Theaters, and they have the other uh, another four by the end of May, I believe. They'll be uh, fully upgraded. So it's an exciting time over there. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see more movies out there. It's a little bit of a drive, but I think it's going to be absolutely worth it. So now that we've talked about when and where people should go see Avengers Endgame, let, let's get into our semi-obscure top five. I'm not going to say it's fully obscure. Let's go semi-obscure. We, we mentioned it in the last episode. I, I felt like it was a good time to do top five MCU moments. And, you know, you kind of pushed back like, that. that's not very obscure. I was like, yeah, 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 that, that's fair. So we had an addendum. We're going to say it's the top five non-fighting MCU moments because, truthfully... I don't need to hear another 10 minutes from you on how much you love the Thanos vs. Hulk fight. <laughs> or the Thor vs. Hulk fight. Yeah, or the and Iron honestly, vs. Hulk fight. Or basically any time Hulk fights. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, and I actually wanted to put one in my list, and it's not really a fight, but I, I left it out. Uh, and it's the you know Hulk smashing Loki back and forth and calling him a puny god. I, it's not, I would not. That's a fight. I, it's, I it's a great that yeah. from my list as well. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we're on the same fight. page. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Is it really a fight if one guy just gets pummeled to death? I, I don't really know. So I just, it was in a gray area. I left it. Yeah. There, there was a lot of gray areas. It was like, I love these lines between the punches, you know, but that's still during a fight. So I had to cut all those. Yep. I, I'm with you. I had a, I have a, a good list. I think I'm happy with my list. Um, I had some that I had to cut off, but I think I got to a good spot. Well, I, I've been amending um, since you changed this, and you changed it about 48 hours ago, and I've had probably 15 flop in and out. So this is where I am just because it happens to be right now today. All right. So do you want to go honorable mentions? Do you have some? Do you just want to blurt them out real quick um, if you had them? Yeah, I'll, I'll do I'll do one only because I, I mentioned it earlier so this was i was flopping on is this my number five or is this uh uh gonna fall short and that was the introduction of thor to the guardians of the galaxy in the the pirate angel and all that it was just done beautifully in infinity war yeah and what's so great about that is that scene doesn't work without ragnarok and i know you have some issues with ragnarok and it being overly comedic but Ragnarok really changed who Thor was and that scene doesn't work as well if Thor is not at least somewhat funny like he is in Ragnarok. Yeah, and they got Thor right in Ragnarok. I mean, I, no, make no mistake about that. It's the uh, everyone else didn't also need to have comedic lines. I didn't need Mark Ruffalo trying to drop one-liners. That's not him, you know, or even Hela at that point. I just wanted him to be funny Thor but the rest of them to be straight man. 
you know? Yeah. And, uh, but they, you're absolutely right. They needed him to have that for this scene to work. And with, uh, you know, star Lord deepening his voice, <laughs> you know, and trying to sound like him and using an accent and you know, all that, that, that just everything worked perfectly and everybody call him out. You are a dude. This is a man. Now. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is so, so great. Yeah, I, I love it. So we just watched Infinity War last night, and that scene is is so so good. And yeah, Thor, I've said it before, but he's become one of, if not my favorite character in the, all the MCU. And he had a rough start from where he went was to where he is now is is incredible. Yeah, he he's definitely, uh, if not the the best in the MCU, he's top three, right. Um, any others for you? Honorable mentions you want to blurt out? I do, but you know, we'll be here all day. So I'll just, I'll just cut it right there. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll rattle off just a, just a few quick ones. So, um, obviously we could not include the elevator fight scene in, um, winter soldier, but the line before, but the line before the, before we do this, does anyone want to get off? It's just like, Ooh, it is about to go down. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's a great moment. I also liked the uh, the Queens Brooklyn exchange in Civil War between yeah, during Cap the fight, and I had that one mm-hmm. too. Yep, and then uh, I really liked the Spider Man learning about Michael Keaton in the car. Yeah, that gets real intense. Yeah, and you have Batman staring you down like that, threatening you. <laughs> yeah, it, get, it gets real, real fast. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think we both had a laundry list of others, but those are the ones that that came really close, but didn't quite get in my top five. So, yeah, I had I had a ton of Spider-Man stuff, but almost all of them were while he was fighting. I loved like when he caught Bucky's arm, and you've already it's already been established that Bucky's super strong with this bionic arm, and Spider-Man just catches it, so it just kind of gives you a, a a perspective of his strength level. He's just this kid that has all this power. He's like, Oh cool. A metal arm, you know, and it's just, you know, him just totally enamored with the whole, the whole thing. But they're, they're almost all of his that I loved were during fights. Um, and so he got, he got the ax in, in my entire list actually. Yeah, that, that hurts. I, I'm surprised you didn't press the issue a little bit more and say that the quips are allowed because they're not actual fighting, even though they occurred during a fight. Yeah, I see. And I thought you'd call me out on it. So I, uh, uh, I just removed it. I mean, there's so many I'm, things I love about this entire franchise that, that I could find ones that actually fit your criteria without trying to push the envelope. <laughs> see, I'm not saying I wouldn't have pushed back. I'm just surprised you didn't, you didn't lobby for him anyway. So very interesting. <laughs> I feel like we, we might have both been pulling punches a little bit. Yeah, and I, I have a couple more that I want to mention, but I think they might have made your list. So I didn't want to, oh. to, to ruin to ruin that but they're gotcha well well, let's just start what's your number five number five top non-fighting mcu moment so i actually am taking one that is in the middle of a conflict but it itself is not the conflict um and we've talked about this one before it's thor coming back to wakanda so it's not so much that he fights or it's just the fact that thor has been gone for all this time and he's become uh, Raiden full of lightning in Thor Ragnarok and now he's got Stormbreaker and he just took the brunt of a neutron star all this stuff and then he bifrosts into Wakanda um, that moment where he comes back is so good I would love for it to be higher like we've talked about but they chose not to give us Led Zeppelin immigrant song and instead give us the Avengers theme and 
I am definitely on the side of the coin that says that should have been Immigrant Song 100%. And that would have easily made it probably my number one or number two moment. But they went with the Avengers. That's fine. Uh, It's still a really, really great moment. But Thor's return as a a new badass is uh, my number five moment. I mean, really? How is that not a fighting scene? I mean, no, no, you, tell, it, you teleport right into the battle, and then immediately the axe flies out of there, and he just and and I 100 percent agree with you. It should have been immigrant song that would have made it the best moment in cinematic <laughs> history. But but he, <laughs> there's like a split second where there's not fighting. Yeah, and and that one split second is when is what you're choosing. Yeah, because I'm just saying a like still his re- you, you chose yeah, a still frame is what you did. It's just his like you could. I'm even saying like you could cut it off. Like just the fact that he like bifrosts in and he's just standing there, like that that moment is just awesome. So like I don't even care about his Stormbreaker flying around. Cause that's that does nothing for me because it's just him nuking a bunch of CGI mutants. I just like that that's Thor's return back after being gone for so long, and he's got this new power and this new weapon. Um, and like we just talked about, it, this is the new Thor, the new. Um, possibly strongest person in the entire MC and he sticks at the Thanos a little bit later. So that that's fantastic too. But like, it's just that his return. So yes, I, I did. I didn't feel like it's the fighting that I'm talking about with him. I'm talking about the return. And I thought when you, you're setting this up, I thought it was going to be a captain America and group meeting. <laughs> that's a good one though. That <laughs> I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> But even I actually think that that moment is second in there to the uh, the back and forth between Thor about the beard. The beard copy yeah. my hair. Cut, yeah, you got yeah, a haircut. See, you're copying my beard. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it, yeah, there's some really really good writing in Infinity War. There's also some really uh, bad one, namely um, basically any line that they give to Mark Ruffalo. Yes, like Mark Ruffalo has a run of two movies of come on man, let's let's fix this. Yeah, although I will say, not not to get us too far off topic, the cringiest line in all of Infinity War is Doctor Strange calling Tony Stark a douchebag. Like, that, it's so lazy. It bothers me every time. It's gotten better for me, but it was jarring at first, so that's just weird. But you're right, lazy is probably a pretty good, pretty good answer. All right, what's your number five? I'm anxious. So, my number five, again, I was picking from Infinity War, and so... And I wanted to have something with Thanos, but I also wanted to have something with a little weight. And it was when Star-Lord was about to shoot Gamora, and then the bubbles come out, and then Thanos says, I like him, and then disappears. I love that because it just shows Starlord willingness to to shoot her and kill her, and Thanos like, hey, this guy's got the stones to do what needs to be done, and it just kind of yeah. gives, gives you a little chill from Thanos' side of I like him, and goes away. Yeah, I, there's also right before that when they're kind of doing their back and forth, uh, Starlord and Gamora while Thanos is holding her. And Thanos gets bored with it, and you see him kind of sigh and roll his eyes, like, and he shoves Gamora forward, like pressing the issue. That's even something I noticed that is really cool. 
yeah, it's like, come on, if you're going to do it, do it. That, that whole scene. I mean, it, it starts with the the levity. I love the you should have gone right. You know, you know all that <laughs> yes. that side. But it but it ends with that that line there for from Thanos and that that whole that whole scene from post conflict all the way to when he leaves. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, my favorite thing about Infinity War is that it feels like in parts Guardians 2.5, and it felt like a kind of a return to because. Guardians 2 for me just is still fine. It just wasn't Guardians 1 and Guardian or sorry. Yeah, Guardians 2 and a half, which is Infinity War. Uh it seems like it gets them back on the right track. I agree. And I'm I'm setting myself up for a, <laughs> a softball toss here, a nice segue to my number 4. <laughs> to myself. I'm segueing to myself. Yes. Exactly. So my number 4 is from Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. And it's when they're all standing in the circle where Peter Quill is trying to convince them to go fight um, Ronan. I literally just removed that from my list. Oh, yeah. It's, but see, and I watched it right here. It's so good. I have a plan. You've got a plan. Yes. First of all, you're copying me from when I said I had a plan. No, I'm not. People say that all the time. It's not that unique of a thing to say. Secondly, I don't even believe you have a plan. I have part of a plan what percentage of a plan do you have you don't get to ask questions after the nonsense you pulled on nowhere i just saved quill we've already established that you destroying the ship that i'm on is not saving me when did we establish like three seconds ago no i wasn't listening i was thinking of something else oh she's right you don't get an opinion what percentage i don't know 12 percent 12 percent that's a fake laugh <laughs> it's real totally fake that is the most real authentic hysterical laugh of my entire life because that is not a plan it covers everything like i remember it as being a really funny scene because it starts out with the whole i've got a plan and you're just saying that because I, yeah that's barely a plan you know all the, and everybody <laughs> yeah everybody's chiming in you've even got groot just saying i am groot like everybody's it's really funny but then it turns into like this really sentimental moment where you know we're all losers and they all look around and he finally gets everybody on board and then rocket you know seals the scene with the uh all right i'm in and now are you happy now a bunch of jackasses standing around in a circle <laughs> now we're all standing <laughs> yes so i there's everything about that scene i love uh obviously i think we've talked about this before guardians one is my favorite marvel movie i think it's fantastically written directed acted um it was the first marvel movie that i felt like one was truly funny and then two had a lot of emotion to it um and that ranges from everything from laughter to you know sad and action-packed everything is in there and and that scene i think is just so well done with the comedy and the timing and the writing i, I just I, i've always loved that scene no nope, i'm i was right there with you and i just swapped it out you know it's one of those that i thought that you might have and so i uh i removed it to in order to put something else in but i that's definitely very easily could have been a top five for me as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, number four for you. Number four for me was uh, Age of Ultron when they're all uh -oh. sitting around and they're trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Damn and it. Okay. So before you keep going, this is, this is my number three. So let's just both you go and then I'll just fill in whatever. I imagine you're going to say everything I want to say about it, but I just wanted to say this is my number three. So take it away. Okay. Well, the, 
my favorite part of that is uh, Thor's face when uh, Captain America moves it a little bit. But uh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> as he just face drops. Um, but I love Tony's effort, you know, with the hands and then him and Don Cheadle trying to trying to lift it together. Just that whole that whole doesn't, back uh, for everybody. Who who yells at the other one? Is it Don Don Cheadle or is it Tony Stark that goes, "Are you even trying?" Yeah, uh, Don Cheadle says that to Tony. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that whole that whole scene, and then Captain America almost moving it, and then uh, Scarlet not even wanting to try to see if she's worthy or not. Yeah, that when Cap does it, and and all it does is like make I don't even know if it moves like physically, but it just squeaks like it moved a little bit, and yeah, Thor's face drop in the background. Yeah, yeah, it just it just kind of tilts just just a just a skosh. Yeah, in his face, and then he his look of relief when he couldn't do it <laughs> was was just awesome. Go, Steve, no pressure. Come on, Cap. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that scene. I, I forget that that's in Ultron, but every time I see that scene, I'm like, it's so, so good. Um, the one thing that drives me nuts about Ultron that's somewhat related to that scene is that later on in the movie, the way they kind of establish visions awesomeness is that he just picks up Mjolnir and hands it to Thor. Right. And so at the time that was really cool, but like watching that in hindsight and like how bad they've kind of just dumped vision throughout the last few movies, it just, that irks me in hindsight. Yeah. I mean, it definitely crapped on visions character. Um, completely of not showing how cool or, or anything that he could do. I mean, he's even the one that crippled uh, uh, War Machine, you know? Right. I mean, he's just, just everything is, uh, he can't seem to do anything right. And it just doesn't work well for him. But I did love that in conjunction with the hammer, the end scene, when they're talking about putting the hammer in the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, you know, you put the hammer in the elevator, the elevator still goes up. Same thing. <laughs> you know, type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I figured you might have that one on there. I, I think anybody, I mean, I'm not going to like get up all on my high horse or whatever, but that, that's such a great written scene. I can't imagine too many top five or top 10 lists not having that. It's, it's just, it's the Avengers having fun. It's, folding in the mythology of Thor's hammer, but then also folding in how great Steve Rogers is. It's, it's pretty perfect. Yeah. And I feel like the only argument uh, against it is people kind of forget about age of Ultron. Yep. And so I think that that scene could, um, get passed over if you will and, uh, ignored cause they don't think about it. Yep. I'm, I'm right there with you. So that was your number three, huh? <laughs> yeah. My number three. So now let's just skip on to your number three. All right. So my number three comes with a little bit of a story of behind the scenes of why it crept up my list. Cause it's something I've learned post of Thor and Ragnarok in the arena, uh, right before he meets the Hulk. And then as he meets the Hulk before they fight. And when he says, uh, he's a friend from work, you know, like that, that was so a perfect line, perfectly delivered. Yes! I have to get off this planet. Hey, 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 where are you going? 
I wish we hadn't known that that was going to be the Hulk in the trailer because that would have been a really cool yep. reveal. But behind the scenes, so uh, Chris Hemsworth was talking about how uh, there was a uh, Make a Wish kid that was on set that day, and mm-hmm. the kid came up with that line and said, "Say he's a friend from work," and he used it and it's become one of the best lines of the movie, really almost of the franchise. You know, and that's really cool. Oh yeah, I I just heard that not too long ago too, and that does add a lot of coolness to it. And I'm with you. The only reason it's not on my list is because it was just ruined in the trailer. Ruined is a strong word. It would have had such a better impact. One, if you didn't know it was Hulk, but two, even if you did know it was Hulk, if you saved that line for the movie, that it is a really killer line. But it was just marketed to death. Well, and the first time I saw it as a trailer, I thought it was hilarious. You know, and so it upped my uh my trailer appeal <laughs> sure i guess <laughs> and so but yes it didn't have the same effect in the movie theater but uh, i did love it the first time i heard it yeah it's so hard for me like i'm one of those guys that rarely you know if it's a moment that i've seen in the trailer like am i gonna laugh in the theater i'm like well i, I like it but i've already seen it so i'm not gonna laugh at it because it's it's kind of lost its appeal and like i said it was it was one of the most heavily marketed lines there is so I still think my opinion of it would be a lot higher if it had not been in the trailer, but it's still a great moment for sure. Well-written line. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. Love the story behind it. And, uh, and that's why it solidified itself as the number three spot on my list. Yep. I won't, not going to argue with that. All right. Hit me your number two. All right. We're going back to guardians one. Okay. And we are going with the, we are Groot. No Groot. Why are you doing this? Why? We are Groot. <laughs> See, I I was going to do that as an honorable mention as well. And I thought uh, you were going to say this, but I didn't know if you'd go for two in the same movie. Yep, I had to. I mean, it's my favorite movie. There's so many good moments. And, you you know, the first time you see this, and it, it still has its impact, even, you know, however many times you've seen Guardians. But, you know, you've got this tree that just says, I am Groot the whole time. And it just goes to show you that with good writing, you don't need a ton of dialogue. This guy, this guy, this tree says, I am Groot the entire movie. And then when he finally says, we are Groot, that's all you need to know about what is happening in that scene and what that means to all those people. And then you add in the fact that, you know, they're all getting ready to crash and he's wrapping his vines around them and he knows he's going to die and rockets all sad and those little glowing things are coming out. Like it's just a really well shot, well crafted scene. Um, Again, it was like the first time in all of the Marvel movies I had seen up until that point. And really, I would say even most of the Marvel Marvel movies since then where I really kind of felt that knot in my throat or in my stomach, you know, where you're just like, oh man, that's so good. And you just don't normally get those from the Marvel movies. And this one still really holds up. No, it's definitely a good, good scene. And one of, uh, one of three in that movie that, uh, I can't, can't even complain about. 
you know not was not, the third one the the opening is that what you mean the mom scene no no actually it's him uh him dancing <laughs> i love the the dance off uh, no not the dance off because one might consider that fighting he was dance fighting uh <laughs> true uh the opening when we first meet star lord and he's uh okay he's the, the opening credits really i just absolutely love that song love him in it and just sets the tone for the whole movie yep i I could have made a top five of just Guardians moments, honestly, because there's even the moments where, um, like, I really like the scene where him and Gamora, where he's got the headphones and they're about to kiss before things get messed up. But the, Guardians 1 is just so damn good that I could do a whole, I could just do like a live podcast while we watch Guardians 1 and just talk about everything I love about it. It'd be super annoying, but it'd be fun for me. <laughs> it's a good movie for sure. Top five. It's a top five movie. Oh, yeah. It's my number one. Yeah, it's not mine. But so <laughs> my uh, not that's a different different discussion altogether. Once the end game ends them all, you know, then maybe we can uh, go back and do one of those. But yep. My number two moment was scrawny Captain America jumping on the grenade. Win wars with niceness, doctor. Win wars, guts. Grenade! Get away! Get back! I thought that scene was done so well. You have Tommy Lee Jones saying, well, you know, basically it's character that matters and tosses the dummy grenade out there and everybody jumps out of the way and Captain jumps on it. And if that doesn't set mm -hmm. the stage for who this guy is, then, I mean, that's all you really need to know about Captain America right there. Yeah, that is a very, very good scene. Um, speaking of that movie, I will say, if there's one Marvel movie that for me has moved up the rankings as time has gone by, it is 100% the first Avenger. It's not without problems, but it definitely moves no. once you learn captain later on once they made captain cool you can kind of go back and and see his origin with a different set of eyes now i agree with that but i will say that it's been a while since i've seen all of thor one and um i have not seen any of thor two and i don't know how long but it's funny how that i don't feel like that works for thor that now that you know where thor's at after ragnarok and infinity war like you go back and watch thor one or thor two i don't really think you have that um, reappreciation, whereas I do think you get that for First Avenger. Well, I think you need to revisit the first Thor, uh, not necessarily Dark World, but the first one. He's got some some quips. He's fish out of water. You know, it's definitely an, a more enjoyable movie um, than I remembered it being, and so it, it shot up my list significantly upon a, a recent rewatch when I ran through them all before Endgame. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I definitely need to do that. I just feel like, um, I feel like first Avenger for me was very, very low when the Marvel movie started rolling out and it's crept up to the middle of the pack. So it's not like it's super high. It's just not as low as it used to be. Was it because of the Hydra weapons? Uh, I think it was just everything in general. You know, I, I didn't really, as much as I like Hugo weaving from his, uh, you know, matrix, matrix background, days. I just, Red Skull wasn't doing anything for me. Um, it felt a little slow at times. It just, the setting, I think, was kind of just not doing much for me either. I, I don't know. It just, overall, it wasn't doing much. And I still, like you said, it's it's not without problems. 
but it's definitely gotten better for me the more I've watched it. I would have loved for it to be just stayed World War II, you know, and not these alien weapons. And they just took yeah. it to a different weird level that I didn't need it to be in. So that's uh, that was my main critique in my mind first time I saw that. And I've kind of gotten over it and looked past those parts since then. But uh, I just don't like it when blue goo fires out of a gun and disintegrates somebody. Yeah, they probably could have found a better way of... I think they just probably needed felt like they needed to get the Tesseract slash Infinity Stone out there and in the world, and they were just super aggressive with it. Um, I wonder if in hindsight if they would go back and change any of that, but I agree with you. Just, yeah, it's it's a... I think I probably got it like a three or three and a half, so I'm not in love with it. It's just I probably might have been at more like a two and a half when I first saw it. And I'm... To no surprise, much higher on those than, than sure. you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Marvel star bump for you, for sure. <laughs> Sometimes two or three. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so your number one Marvel moment in the MCU thus far is? Mine is Civil War. It is the reveal that Bucky was the one that killed Tony's parents. I didn't know it was him. Shit. I just did you know. Yes. The way it happens, Tony asking Cap if he knew, that whole tension, that buildup, especially because they've already fought at the airport, they've reconciled, they're trying to find Baron Zemo, and then this happens, and you kind of understand what Zemo was going for the whole time, and everything starts to deteriorate, but that plot line of the winter soldier having been the one that killed tony's parents is the single best plot line in all of the 21 mcu movies that we're in right now it's better than thanos it's better than thanos snap it's better than thor ragnarok or guardians even it is the best written storyline of the entire marvel cinematic universe to date and it all comes to a head with that moment while I don't agree with you, the subsequent fight scene afterwards is fantastic. When they're tossing the shield back and forth fighting Iron Man, I absolutely love that. Yeah, that whole scene, um, even because it starts, you know, right then and there when they're at that TV and then they don't do the, like the little two on one shield moment until a little bit later. But even the whole fight leading up to that is is really, really well done. So that's mine. It, it's the you know, the look of horror on Tony's face, the betrayal he feels from Cap, then the the ground quickly falls out from underneath, you know, that relationship. And I just didn't see that coming. I don't, I don't know how or why I didn't see it coming, but it, it felt like the, it felt like the culmination of a really good plot thread that had been unraveling a little bit, bit by bit. And then it finally just yanks it out from you at the very end there. And I just, I really like that piece of writing. It's a great ending to a great movie. I'm not going to argue with that, but uh, I don't share your uh, rankings of that scene, but uh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. So I'm anxious then. What is your number one? So I felt like it was very easy to put the finger snap at number one, but I also feel like the rest of that tale has not been told yet. 
and for some reason I feel like that scene is dependent on what Endgame does. So it didn't even make my list yet. And I'm glad, I'm truly glad, because you know my stance on the finger snap. We talked about that in our Infinity War episode, and I totally, 100% agree with you that I feel like that's going to get weakened come Endgame. Well, see, I, I don't think it'll get as weakened as you're have in your mind i think you're gonna walk into Endgame and he's gonna snap his fingers and they're all gonna come back and then we have a three-hour movie i don't think that's quite how it's gonna go down i think it'll be better i mean we know that they're all gonna come back alive right because yeah they all have spinoff movies in tv shows apparently right now that are being announced oh, no kidding but uh yes. so i just however they handle that i just hope hope it keeps the powerfulness of this movie um yeah of infinity war and and keeps that emotion there but we'll see we'll see but enough enough about that we'll move on to uh my <laughs> my number one uh and i think it's only fitting that you go back to the beginning and you hit up iron man and i love it when he's ironing up in his workshop and he's testing all of his propulsion systems you know running it at 50 percent and running it at at 12 percent and slamming himself across the room you know normally those origin you know get ready scenes are overdone really cheesy but this one it's just it's just hilarious i think i think it's perfect fit for the movie it's a great introduction to the the mcu and i just absolutely love it activate hand control Start up nice and easy. You're going to see 10% thrust capacity. Chief lift. And three, two, one. Wow, that is your number one. The the trial suits on Tony Stark. I mean, trial suits. He's just he's building the first one. Well, right. The components of the suit. I guess technically the second one, but yes, the components of the suit. It just it just fit, and it fit right. That that was the uh, that should be the number one moment, and uh, it's just a great great scene of him talking to his robots and figure it all out. Wow, I, I would not have expected that out of all the scenes. Uh, I mean, it's a fine scene. It's a good scene. I feel like you're giving it more as like a. Uh, an honorary award because it was the first Marvel movie and we're here at the end of phase three or whatever it is and end game. And, uh, just even over the years, I don't really recall you talking about that scene that much. So I'm shocked that it would be the number one as opposed to like maybe being on the list, just not as high. Nope. It's, it's a fantastic scene. Love it. Love Tony, man. Love all of it. You're telling me that's better than the trying to lift Mjolnir or, uh, guardians in a circle. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, because uh, I mean, that's it's our first superhero. It's the creation of of what this is, and of course, it's at the time that you watch it, you know. And he's turning into Iron Man, and the the part that I like is that it's, it's smart, and the fact of you can't just have two boots that fire you off. You have to have stabilizers. You know, you have to think about these things, and and they did. You know, it's not just all of a sudden he can fly. You have to, you have to know how to fly, you know, and, <laughs> right. and, and they thought about that and they put that in there and it was trial and error and all of that just worked and it was, it was just smartly done. I liked how it all fit and, uh, yeah, it, it goes down that and the, the fun V. 
you know <laughs> right <laughs> wow well i'm I'm a little surprised i thought i would i i figured most of these i think i had for you or at least i'm not surprised by them that, that you had them but this one actually caught me by surprise so well done on your part you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's our top five non-fighting MCU moments. That's our first episode, Marvel-related, out of the next three that are coming up. So like we mentioned in the beginning, keep an eye out because we're going to have this top five. After you hear this, we'll have our Avengers Endgame review the following week. And then a few days after that, we have the special crossover episode with First Issue Club. So lots of Marvel from us. Um, Normal stuff, though. Go out to the podcast store, leave us a rating, leave us a review. I know we got another one this week from uh, Colby Mack, who's at Colby Told Me on Twitter. So thank you very much for that review. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? What's your handle? Carson Graff. At Carson Graff. <laughs> at Carson Graff. <laughs> yeah. So you can hit him up on Twitter at, at Carson Graff. You can find me at, at Two Views Garrett. You can find Two Views Movies at, at Two Views Movies. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, Instagram as well. Talk to us on any of those or send us an email, but be on the lookout for two more Marvel episodes coming your way over the next few weeks. We're looking forward to it. And depending on how the movie goes, there there could be like four or five more Marvel episodes after that. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, I think we're due for a retro shortly after uh, Endgame sometime. 20 so. retros? Just go through them all again? <laughs> yeah. We can have a, a 21 retro salute, right? Where it becomes all 21 Marvel movies just in one retro leading up to this. <laughs> Uh, that would be terrible. This is a sad. This is a sad month, you know. Yeah, we're, we're losing. This is sad. Losing it's a, Marvel. We're losing Game of Thrones. I just don't don't know what yeah. I can do with myself after this. Lose Star Wars in December. There's a lot of things coming to an end. 2019. Yep, just a big tombstone for 2019. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for this episode. We will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good. Something bad. Bit of both. Bit of both.